Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who's having a comedy show this Friday. So tomorrow or tonight, depending on if when we post this episode. This is very true. Yeah, it'll be it's this week. It's the Friday of this week. And uh, you should go to it because I'm hosting it. It's at the Greenhouse Theater in Chicago. And I'm nervous that no one's going to show up. So please go. Trin is such a good host. I cannot even tell you. Thank Every you. time Trin is brought in to like be on stage, she's either the host or she's the closer Aww. because she wants because like, yeah, you want Trin to either be at the front of your show and all of it or the one that like brings it fucking home. Please Jen, go to this awesome show. You're the nicest. All the, the money goes to Cure Violence, which is UIC's uh, anti-gun program that treats violence like a disease, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. But can people get tickets? Oh, uh, greenhousetheater.org, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, sounds, sounds correct. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... You're done. You're done here. You're done. No fin- more. Mm-mm. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Yes. It's bright and early. The the birds are singing. Our hair is glorious. Our skin is shining, but not in an oily way, more like a dewy way. <laughs> Looking great. We do look great. Yes. True. I got a hair. Oh, you know why I look great? Why? I got a haircut. No. I did. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. <laughs> Yeah, there's evidence on my head, but I have to tell you about this haircut. Okay. I've been waiting to tell you on the show. To do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> a week or so, like last week, a couple days ago, I stopped in to get a haircut at my local haircut place. I don't go to those fancy salons anymore because I'm sick of giving them uh, money so often because I have to get my hair cut so often. You now, have a lot I have of hair. so much hair. And it grows very fast. Every single, t- yes, exactly. Every yeah. single time I've gotten a haircut. The, the person doing it has said, wow, you have so much hair. I know. I know. I'm like a werewolf. <laughs> so I go to my local haircut place uh, owned by this uh, adorable Spanish family um, that I just love. And they do not seem to like each other very much. So it's just like <laughs> it's just like a great it's just a great place to spend money in my neighborhood. And I get to walk there. So anyway, I made an appointment at this place over the phone, said hi to the person at the front desk. She leads me to the haircut chair. Haircut chair haircut at chair, haircut place. At haircut place. And <laughs> say hello, a little small talk, and I go and get shampooed. And then we come back to the chair. This is all pretty standard haircut place stuff. It's a procedure. Yeah. So it's been about 10 minutes with with just like some vague small talk about the weather or whatever. So I'm sitting there in the chair, hair down, hair wet, and she starts like clipping my hair up. Oh, with like, um, so not cutting it, but clipping it clipping up. Clipping it up. Okay. Like taking pieces of it and putting it on top of my head, taking other pieces and putting it in the bottom of my head. She gets a comb. She starts, you know, doing my bangs to see how long my bangs are, I guess. She's like vaguely, half-heartedly, I would say, kind of her attention is elsewhere, examining my hair. <laughs> she has clippers in her hands, ready to, ready to chop, chop. At no point. Has she asked me what I want done to my hair? Or so how long have she she's been poking been, at your yeah, head? Yeah, so she's like prepping to do something, but I don't know what she's prepping to do. <laughs> I hadn't told the receptionist either what I wanted done. So like I'm sitting there in this quiet Midwestern agony wondering, 
do I say something? Do I say no. what I want done? You She's supposed to ask, mm-hmm. right? She's supposed yes. to say, so what can I do for you today? Do you want a couple inches off? Do you She's want a pixie cut? She's supposed to initiate. Do you want, yeah. Do you want to, do you want to, you want to become a redhead? What do you want? <laughs> I could have been. Oh my God, Trin, I was so uncomfortable. I was like in this prison of my own making because <laughs> what was I going to do? I, it was quiet and she was doing things to my hair and I wanted to be like, uh, Hey, I want like two inches. Of, I have layers in the back, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh my God. So here's, here's my question. Yes. What should I have done? <laughs> What should I well, do if I find myself in the prison of my own making? So here's the thing. I don't, do I know what you should have done? No. But I know that you would let this go on indefinitely. Yeah, it did yeah. go on for about 15 minutes of wondering. That that would have been by my guess. So when did she, did she, did she just start cutting? So I'm starting to lose track of what's happening behind my head. <laughs> I can see her lifting pieces of my hair. I don't hear a chop chop, but I'm like, if she starts cutting my hair, I'm just going to let her do whatever she wants. Like, fuck it. Like, no, you can't. I, yeah, I can. I can. I can. <laughs> I can lie in this terrible bed I've made because that is less awkward. Me having a bad haircut I didn't ask for is less awkward than me initiating what I want. But your hair, I mean, your hair looks great. So what did she do? Uh, finally, she goes, so you want like an inch off? Oh. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> just, woo. My sigh of relief blew over a house. <laughs> so she just guessed what yeah. you and wanted. I, again, I want to reiterate, at no point did I communicate this to the receptionist or anything. She just guessed and she was right. And I was like, this good guess. <laughs> so, so we talk about this on friendshiping a lot where we're like, it's okay to say what you need. But do as I say and not as I do, because I would have I would have let her do anything to my head. <laughs> so here's the thing. OK, one, I think that you are judging yourself too harshly like this. You're a product of the Midwestern society in which you were brought up in. And that society has rules, Jen. <laughs> OK. So true. And this isn't chaos over here in the Midwest. OK, I just um, I just so here's here's the other thing that's important about this. She spent a long time just staring at your hair. Yeah. She was really like milking this hour we had together for all it's worth. She, it sounds like she was just like, so you know when you're a kid and your mom tells you you've got to clean your room before you can watch TGIF and you really want to watch Step by Step, but you really don't want to clean your room. So every now and again, you just pick something up, then you put it back down again. You don't actually put it away. Yep. That's what she was doing, except it was your head. That is why I love this place, because there's no like small talk there's no like scalp massage mascot, which by the way i love a good scalp massage but at this place it's like we're not gonna even pretend to be fancy you can come in and sit in this chair and like whatever happens on whatever it's like the spirit air of it's hair exactly what it is yeah perfect metaphor so it's run by a spanish family who doesn't like each other um i'm sure they like each other but i've witnessed many an argument in there like so, like a low-key f- like amusing argument not like alarming argument so it's like a, the bob's burgers of hair salons not, yeah exactly i love it they also uh, so it's like a neighborhood place and they also own like other like a restaurant in the area and, they, and they like give coupons like crossover promotions <laughs> to the place I, I know i love chicago <laughs> there's like every kind of person you could ever hope to meet including people that We'll do your hair without even asking. So, like, buy a full price appetizer, get <laughs> get half off a haircut yeah. at our hair cuttery. Well, God bless America, right? God bless Chicago in particular. So, let's talk about being done. Fin, yeah, finished. Kind of like the person doing my hair was like, "I'm done. I'm oh. all. Oh, this is over. <laughs> this, this haircut is complete. Please walk out. Great. 
So, Jen, if you'd like to read the first question, I would. It's let's hit so, it. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's hit the ground running. Dear A-plus humans, Jen and Trin. A-plus. I like to be graded. Yeah. I was wondering if you could help me out on this. I am a college student working on my depression and a major introvert. Recently, I met someone as part of our study abroad trip. We spent about three weeks over the summer together, and I felt we were really quite close to hanging off as proper friends. I kept in touch with her for the rest of the summer and have seen her around campus. She has told me recently that she is hesitant to hang out with me without someone else there, and I respect that. I really think I'd like to start some kind of long-term relationship with her, but I'm hesitant to tell this to her knowing I think she doesn't trust me. I've recently set up a reunion group with a small number of people we hung out with over on most of our trip, hoping to get a few of us back together and try and improve my trust with her by hanging out in a social way first. Any advice? So, first of all, it's good that you're working on your depression. Very good. Yeah, keep doing that. But you're done here. You're done. No, no, no. We, we're putting a full stop to this. Yeah, yeah. We don't often take, we don't often put up the stop sign. But on these questions today. We are. We are, yes. Because either she doesn't feel safe enough around men to be friends with them, which is something that she's going to have to work on on her own time and is understandable uh, given that you're bigger than her and that can be scary and there can be past trauma she's dealing with um or she doesn't feel safe enough around specifically you to be friends with you which sucks and is something that you should deal with when you're working on your depression but either way what you do is the same which is to back off you wrote to us she told me that she is hesitant to hang out without me without someone else there Whoa. Okay. That's a, that's a statement. That is an important statement that she is making to you. And you have to respect, like you said, I respect that. You said, I respect that. But then you said in the next sentence, I really think I'd like to start some kind of long-term relationship with her. Whoa. Right. That doesn't sound like you're respecting what she said. And you don't, it's, these are two incongruent things. The ability to hang out with somebody one-on-one is, I think, pretty crucial to becoming a long-term close friend. So another thing in this is you said, I really think I'd like to start some kind of long-term relationship. Oh, yeah. You didn't even say friendship. Oof. So there's some, there's some wording in here that, I'm, that, I can't, that I just can't ignore. Yeah, and it might be we're just reading that entirely. Like, maybe we're being too picky. And we're not saying you're a creep or you're a bad guy or anything like that. What we're saying is she's being really clear about what she wants. And it doesn't matter why it is. You need to respect the thing she said. Listen to her words. I mean, the most mild version of this is she said in passing that she just prefers hanging out with groups. Or she doesn't like hanging out with people one-on-one in their dorms. Maybe there are cultural differences, and this has to do with the way she was raised. Here's the thing, as Trin said, reasoning doesn't actually matter. This is a moment where you accept what she has told you, and you move on, and you put your attention and energy elsewhere. Yeah, like, you said you respect her decision not to hang out one-on-one, so please just respect that. And I, again, we are very, very glad that you're working on your depression. Uh, And honestly, you're like miles ahead of where we were in college. Oh, yeah. I didn't work on my depression in college, really. Not in a real way. I didn't even recognize that I was an introvert. So you are miles ahead. I'm glad you're doing, you're looking inward. You're doing the work. It sounds like maybe you're seeing a therapist, which is great. Yeah, like I was in full-on denial of all of my personal problems in my early 20s. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. So, like, good work on that. Yeah, yeah. You're not avoiding things. But this is one thing that we're going to say, do not, you know? Yeah, just don't. 
The group hangout, though, is a really good idea. And I want to I want to mention that. And it's but it's a good idea in itself, not as a stepping stone to getting her eventually alone with you. And it's cool that you feel close to her like that. That's super cool. Uh, I think that it's great that you are trying to make friends. But it seems that you both have emotional baggage, which we all do. But your baggage doesn't match. Incompatible baggage. Incompatible baggage. That's what's happening right now. And here's the good news. You have a whole group of friends. You have a whole college campus. You go to classes probably. Maybe you're like me and you don't go to classes. (laughs) There are other people you can hang out with. Right. Yeah. You said that there's a group of friends. You're getting together a group. So why not be friends with literally anybody else in that group? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And we get that you feel an emotional bond with specifically this person. And that's why you're trying to pursue this friendship. But the stars are not aligning and you're done. You're done. Done. One one more little ending note there. Hit it. If you feel that you cannot give this person distance and space, if you just feel like you can't, you can't let this go. You tell a therapist, you tell an RA, you email the counselor or doctor at your school and you let them know what's going on. Yeah, it's something that can definitely be worked through. There may be a reason why specifically this person is the person you want to be friends with. And that's something that you need to pursue. But if you are putting your blinders on to everybody else to be friends with her, something else is going on here. Yep. Done? Done so. Done so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say anything more about that because I feel pretty strongly about everything we I said. I do too. I yeah, don't want to yeah. muddy the waters. Why do it? Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Question two. Yeah. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hello. Hi. I really dig your podcast. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> I recently ran into an issue when I brought my new roommate to a party my friend was hosting. My roommate had mentioned that she doesn't drink anymore, and usually my friends aren't heavy drinkers, so I thought my roommate would be totally fine and comfortable with us. But unfortunately, as soon as we got there, my friend, who was just trying to be a hospitable host, poured her a glass of cider and without asking, put some whiskey in it. I have mentioned to most of my friends that my roommate doesn't drink, and I thought I told my friend this, but I must not have. So the next day, I sent her a text, just intending to let her know, and I asked that she not give her any alcohol that she hasn't asked for. I intended just to make my friend aware of the situation, but now my friend has taken huge offense. She thinks I'm attacking her for something she wasn't aware of in the first place. I didn't want to have to make this a big deal. Like, just because my roommate doesn't drink, I shouldn't have to send out a mass email saying something like, Hey, my roommate is an alcoholic. Don't give her alcohol. But I want to make sure my roommate is comfortable if she hangs out with my friends. And my friends don't do something stupid like pressure her to drink again. Do you have any tips on how to make the situation go smoother in the future? You're done. You did the work. You already did it. Yeah, I thought you did. It sounds to me like you did everything correctly here. Yes. You pre-warned everybody. You did not blame the host alcohol pourer for fucking up this thing. You just said, like, hey, maybe don't do that in the future. It was your instinct was to de-escalate. Yes. To make not a big deal about it, which I think is, again, a good move because it is not a big deal that someone chooses not to drink. And also their instinct, the asker's instinct was to say, oh, I must not have told this person. It was it, was, it might have been me. You remind me of Trin. Trin is so responsible and kind and understanding of other people's like shit. Trin, did you write this? No, I didn't. But thank you, Jen. Oh God. Um, we are going to. We know we don't like to 
point fingers. We don't like to do it, but we're pointing all of our fingers directly at the alcohol pouring friend. Yeah. I mean, they're not like they didn't. Okay. Here's the thing. It sounds like they made a mistake. Yes. And people make mistakes. They do. People. She, this friend was trying to be a good host. Oh, I'll get you a drink. But like the, the thing that bothers me is like the, the digging in the heels after they've been pointed out their mistake. Like they got defensive. People do this people to get defensive but it's like it's upsetting when it's your friend yeah yeah it sounds like the mistakes were made by people who are not you because you did the correct work the alcohol pouring friend got defensive and she is wrong to do that to just give alcohol to people without asking because it is a drug and that is literally what the deal is she's in the wrong even if she gave alcohol to somebody who drinks Oh, right. Yeah. Well said. Like it's I don't even give peanuts to people without asking about peanut allergies. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. So here's my my unpleasant read on the situation. It sounds like this person just doesn't know how to apologize or even feel that they should. Right. And there are many, many people in the world who go many, many years of their adult life without ever uttering the words, I'm sorry, Mm-mm. or experiencing consequences for their actions mm. or learning to feel that they have done something wrong and living with that. And then these people become the fucking president. Oh, God, this is like, as you were speaking, it was just like you were churning the butter that is my inner bowels. anger, my yeah. bowels. You were churning my bowels, Jen. <laughs> like, you gave her mild criticism. It, it, here's the thing. The alcohol pourer is not a monster, and that's not what we're trying to say. We are saying that this person is doing very poorly with a tiny amount of criticism. (laughs) (laughs) Well fucking said. That is so true. You gave them the opportunity to apologize and move on. And instead they are really, really putting up some walls. Right. You could have just said, we, we love to say, say, holy shit. Holy shit. I'm sorry. And then you move on. I won't. It won't happen again. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, honestly, you didn't tell us what you said to this friend, but it sounds pretty damn mild. It doesn't sound like you got on the phone and went, oh, my God, you gave her alcohol. You poisoned her. <laughs> you horrible person. It sounds like you went, hey, she she doesn't drink. Next time, don't don't put whiskey in her cider or, hey, I, you, you gave her alcohol last night. Do you maybe want to, like, send her a text saying you apologize? Yeah. I mean, go over the text that you sent to the offending friend yeah. once more just to double check. Make sure that your language is very neutral. It's very like, hey. I know you didn't mean to do this, but just so you know, this friend doesn't drink. And if you could please ask before you pour anybody alcohol in the future, that'd be really good. Done. Done. (laughs) You're done. You're done. We're done. Are we done? Yeah. I mean, the thing I want to hit home is like, you don't have to change your behavior or you don't have to stop being friends with the people involved in this. I think you're just done. You did everything correct. Yeah. You don't even need to be mad anymore. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to be angry on anybody's behalf. And if the if the uh, non-drinking friend and the alcohol pouring friend want to like make amends together, like they can do their thing. But you did the work. You tried to be the glue friend, the bridge friend, and it's just done. Donezo. Donezo. <laughs> question three. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Doing three questions this week, people. Okay, so this question is very dramatic. It is a doozy. So it, I need everyone to put their listening ears on and pay attention. Put put your hat on. So I'm going to try and cut some of it. Do you oh. want to read it? Um, can or do you want it? me to read it? We should do it together, maybe? Yeah, let's try. Okay. I'll read it until I feel I can anymore, and then I'll pass it to you. That sounds great. Okay, and then we'll go back and forth. So here's my story. 
I was recently talking to my friends on our group snap Snapchat. Sidebar, I don't even know how to do that. How to group Snapchat? How to talk to your friends. How to use Snapchat. <laughs> how to talk to your friends. <laughs> on Snapchat. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to friends. So, like, I'm just bamboozled from the top here. <laughs> I didn't know you could talk on Snapchat at all. I didn't know you could talk. Okay, I'm getting back into this now. No. Here's my story. I was recently talking to my friends on our group Snapchat. There are four of us. To avoid names, I'll just use friend A, friend B, friend C to describe them. So you're friend D. Got it. Okay. So far, I'm (laughs) understanding this. Friends A, B, and C and I rarely see each other in person, and so we normally share everything on this group chat. Sometimes my friends said funny random snaps, and I try to watch, read everything that's in my group, so I'm up to speed on everyone's daily lives. Another sidebar. Wow, good for you. I just, like, let it go sometimes. Yeah, I just mute. Yeah. Okay, coming back in. Last week, I was on break at my job, so naturally I was in the Snapchat group. I was commenting about something work-related to friend A, who's in the same field as me. I then logged out of Snapchat, and when I came back in hours later, I saw that friend B wrote a passive-aggressive comment stating that they did not read the Snapchat group if it became a job-related discussion page, that they don't know who I'm referencing, that friend B wouldn't stop me if I talked about work, and to not be offended if they did not write much in response. Trin? Sure. I admit that did offend me a little. I always try to listen to my friends whenever they talk or vent about work. However, I could have let it go if it were just that message. Later on, around midnight, I received... Spooky. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I don't know, it's so... Like, later on, around midnight, I received a Snapchat we're from not, the group message. We're not making fun of you, Aska. I am. Oh, Trin is. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I'm not making fun of you in that, like, I think that you're ridiculous. I just think that this question is so complex. It is. It really is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm delighted by yeah. it. Let me be very clear. Later on around midnight, I received what appeared to be two drunken snaps from friend B and friend C. So the two friends who had not complained about the work-related text. So friend A and the asker like to talk about work. Okay, okay. So, so two- B and C are the non-work people. Yeah. Great. So she got two drunken snaps from friend B and friend C where they had goofy voices, made fun of my job, and gave me the finger. What? It's a running joke in the group to give each other the finger? And I'm not the biggest fan of it. But they made fun of my job, which I happen to really love. So, yes, I probably do talk about work a lot. But then they invited me to meet them at the bar where they were at. But they know I don't drink. And then they both left the Snapchat group. (laughs) Millennials. I privately messaged friend A, and she said they probably had an interesting night, but that she didn't have time to be offended since she has a demanding full-time job. Jen, do you want to take it from here? I'll give it a try. So that leaves me wondering what the fuck happened. Yeah, us too. (laughs) Us too. I have a temper, so I would normally react and demand answers, but I opted not to. In a way, I agree with friend A that there's no point in dwelling about this, but I'm also like, what the fuck? Friend B and friend C haven't contacted me at all since the Snapchat incident, and I don't know if I should even bother asking them for an explanation. Our group has a history of just sweeping things under the rug, and I've never been okay with this, but anytime I've tried to speak up, I'm usually met with eh reactions. And then everyone moves on. What should I do? I'm at a loss at even how to interpret the situation. Okay. So, Asker, 
I am delighted by this. I'm delighted by this because it sounds like it's from Gossip Girl. I am like there's a group Snapchat and everybody's like a little bit like like saucy to each other. Then people get drunk and they leave the Snapchat. And I know that like I'm delighted by your problems and I'm sorry about that. But let's give you some real advice, which is you're done here. Yeah. I mean, this is taking up a lot of your time and energy. And and it doesn't sound like anyone else is putting in the time and energy or caring as much as you. And like, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, this is complicated and it just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, to me, we could be wrong about this. It could be it's worth deep diving into analyzing what went wrong. But honestly, it seems like people have crappy internet, crappy Snapchat etiquette and don't give a lot of thought into what what their words mean after they send them. Like if somebody's going to drunkenly make fun of your job and then leave your Snapchat group, they, rude. S- they sound like rude, dramatic people. Yeah. I don't know what else to say yeah, about me that. Neither. I mean, it seems like you are you're putting energy and care and worry into this. And are they extending you the same courtesy at all? No, no. Like, and, have, have they stopped to think like, hey, maybe we should apologize for that drunk, that, that drunk make fun of session. Like, no, but I'm just going to peace out of my problems and yeah. let them resolve themselves. I also don't like the friend who's like, I don't have time to be offended by things that are offensive to you because I have a full time job. Yeah, what? What does that even mean? Like, no, your friend is actually just making excuses for not calling out bad behavior on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, there's a version of this where they say something like, hey, let's talk about this tomorrow. I have to go to bed because I have to get up early for work. But that's not what was said, right? They said, I don't have time to be offended for on your behalf. And right. you reached out for, like, help and advice, and that's what they said? Yeah. Like, okay, so uh, I totally agree with you, Jed. It could be that the asker is relaying this in a way that makes that friend sound like they're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that their friend is a dick. A real dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't say that. Like, if you are mad and somebody witnesses you being hurt and says, I ain't got time to pay attention to people being mean to you. Yeah, what? Then what is friendship all about? What is this friendship? What is this friendship? Honestly, what? T- ask yourself, what are the good things about this group of friends? What do they do to make you feel good and cared for? Tell me something good about these friends. Can you think of anything other than like they get you through a boring work day? You mentioned you like to Snapchat while you're like on breaks at work. There are nicer people you could Snapchat with. I agree. Probably. I, yeah. Again, don't really understand Snapchat, but I bet there are nicer <laughs> people using that platform. I agree. And like it could just be so if this is a group of a few friends who are just like ridiculous with each other and like send Snapchats and are not like super close or whatever, that's I mean, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And and like and just respect the fact that like this is a group that is intended to just make light of life, you know, but it sounds like you came to them for a little bit more than that for some actual friend friend work. And they were like, no, thank you. Middle fingers in the air. Like, we just don't care. It's a shame. So, like, in the beginning, what happened was you were talking to friend A about your job and you filled up the group text and, pe- and someone came in and said, hey, shut up about your work. OK, true. Internet etiquette dictates that you two should have taken that elsewhere. But also, who fucking cares? Your friends. Your friend could have just muted the snap, muted the group chat, been like, hey, enjoy, like, whatever. They're having fun enjoying their conversation about work. This is something they have in common. Um, I'm going to mute my phone. But but they did it. They lashed out. I don't love it. Yeah, I can't say I'm crazy about these people. I can't say I'm wildly in love with the way your friends are treating you. (laughs) 
I'm just not I'm just not enamored with what I'm <laughs> seeing here. I just uh, like it's hard for me to even take the Askers friends seriously as friends because of how garbage they've behaved here. What's our advice for this person? Move on. Move on. Like, I feel really bad just being, I'm not saying like, don't be friends with them or like, don't Snapchat them, but don't expect them to step up to the plate be, as a, as a true friend, because they've kind of proven that they can't do that. The only way to have a friend is to be one. Damn right, Jen. And they're not being super great at us. No, they're not. You have other friends. Probably. I can only assume. And if you don't, it's time to make some because these people aren't giving you what you're giving them. Yeah, this just sounds like a lot of work, a lot of time for people who are acting like teenagers. They might be teenagers. It's true. Yeah. Also, I think it's cute that you talk about your job a lot. I actually do, Most too. Most people don't like their jobs or like talking about them. And hold on to that. It sounds like you got something special and it's OK to talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, man, I feel so trash that I can't be like. This is how you fix the situation because there isn't one. It's just that they they kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But isn't that the unfairness of life? The unfairness of life. You can wear this this crappy friend moment like armor now. You can be like, well, I know now I've learned something. I've learned that they're not really great about talking anything serious or care about my passions in life. They want to get drunk and snap goofy shit at each other, which is fine. But, you know, not for me. You know what, Jen? I think I've got a good solution. Ooh, what? 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 So, if you want to keep putting in the time and effort to this this bunch of weirdos on Snapchat, that's totally fine. But also make a friend at work that you can talk about work with. Yeah, I that's a great idea. I think it's time to compartmentalize your friendships. And if you don't want to do that, and you want like friends who are all in, then you move on. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. We're. <laughs> We are suggesting you categorize your friends a little bit, which I know sounds like weird advice. But honestly, these are my Snapchat friends. We talk about nothing. This is my passionate work friend. We get into the nitty gritty and talk about stuff we really care about. Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. I totally agree. Either way, you have the right to be mad. Yeah. Permission to permission granted to be angry. Like even and we say a lot like if the if the situation changes then you can't hold somebody accountable to new rules. And I say that in that your friends were like, oh, middle fingers in the air, all this stuff. Ha ha ha. Everybody thinks this is fine and this is normal, like whatever. And and, and you are expected to be cool with that because that's been the what has happened in the past. However, they are doing this in response to something serious. Right. So I think that they still broke the rules and should be held accountable for that. And if you are angry... That is okay. Your anger is justified. Yeah. You have the right to feel your feels. Feel them. So you, Asker, and all other Askers today, you're done. You're done. We're done. Are we done? We're done with this episode. Yeah. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like... Is there another if you would like? Oh, yeah. If you'd like to ask us a question, you can email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for our designs. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing this incredibly complex episode. <laughs> thank you to Molly Lewis for writing and performing our theme song. And thank you 
for listening. You're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem.